Welcome, Padawans, to the Wannabe Jedi Podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm Matt. And today we are talking about Aura Singh. The notorious bounty hunter. Yes, the notorious bounty hunter. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I have a lot of opinions about Aura Singh. I mean, they do have like a Legends version as well as a canon version of her story. And uh, she's just an interesting character overall. I mean, I just want to say like in the Clone Wars, she trained Boba Fett, which I, you know, wouldn't have expected. But... She kind of like whoa, spoiling uh, it for the people. Uh, out I know, there. I know, but like <laughs> yeah. that's uh that's the first thing that I think of when I think of Aura Singh, and also her cameo in the Phantom Menace. Josh, I'm I'm gonna be honest. She's not my favorite. I agree. She's not like a a bounty hunter that you just kind of root for. Like Cad Bane, I kind of root for. I yeah. won't even say kind of. I do root for because I like his smarts and his wits. Or it just seems like an evil person or evil being, and I just, I, I can't rally behind her. Yeah, I would rather take Bosk, I'd rather take even Dengar. I mean, I like Dengar, actually, so I'll take even the mummy? The mummy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if people call him Toilet Paper Man. Mm-hmm. So, Toilet Paper Man is also accurate. Yeah, so I think a lot of the bounty hunters, even like IG-88 and all the droid bounty hunters i think i even will take them over or but that's that's hard to say i mean maybe they will expand a little bit onto her story but i just <sighs> i will tease that we will talk about if that they, uh, they'll expand their story we're gonna we're gonna tease that and we'll leave that for later in the show okay okay so matt where do we want to start off with Aura Singh? first thing i want to note is that she is of the species paladuvin Paladuvin. And so I, I looked this up. Paladuvins, there's only two that we've gotten so far. And and the makeup is that like chalky white skin that they have and that they have like very long bony type of figures. Yeah. There's only two known Paladuvins that appear in the Star Wars universe so far. And Josh, obviously we know Orising is one of them. Yeah. But the other one is Valak from Star Wars Resistance. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I did watch that show. <laughs> you you did, you watched the sh- very good. Can I recall? She's affiliated with the First Order and the Wardburg Gang. Okay. Like I said, I haven't watched the Resistance. She has like a mohawk. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She actually has like the exact same speeder that Orsing uses in the Clone Wars. Like basically the same make and model. It's kind of it's it's weird. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah, she's she's one of the pirates, uh, I think. Yeah, she's one of the pirates. Hey, we can't we can't talk too much about her because there's a chance that we'll end up having an episode about her someday. Okay, that's that's fine. Can't, yeah, that's gotta fine. leave it open. Gotta leave it open. We can't we can't. <laughs> give, we have way too few characters clearly in the Star Wars universe that we have to make sure we reserve some. Yes, of course. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's okay. It's okay. Next thing I have is that her home world is. Nar Shaddaa. And Josh, do you want to know how I know what Nar Shaddaa is? Oh, let me guess. Can I, can I guess? I, I will let you guess this time because usually <laughs> I try to guess. Okay, let me guess. The uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Yes, that is correct. That is one of the first worlds you go to if you are a bounty hunter. Go figure. Yeah. You know where they start before that? Why? Is Nal Hutta. And Nal Hutta is the, is the, hut the planet... Blood. And yes, that is the planet, and Nar Shaddaa is one of its moons. So it kind of makes sense. 
that is the nearest home planet. We've seen both Narshada and Nalhada in multiple forms of canon. And so it's just kind of an interesting fact. And and really, Star Wars The Old Republic made me really appreciate Narshada. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go into this just because obviously we know that Aura Singh's uh, substance isn't that great. Like, there's only so much you can talk about her. So I kind of want to talk about some of the other aspects that we've seen with her. Okay, go ahead. I mean, again, I haven't really played the Star Wars Old Republic. I mean, you try to get me to it, play. It's, it's okay. I'll, I'll talk about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll be listening. So it is basically the smuggler slash underground Coruscant. Okay. In that it's a, uh, the whole city or the whole planet is one sprawling urban city, you know? Mm-hmm. And a couple of other things I think it's worth noting is that it has like a sprawling nightlife that is technically owned by like the huts, so they run it. They have had quite a few famous, uh, other famous people in the Star Wars universe from Narshada. And you want to know what two of them are? What? Eeth Koth, Jedi Master. Yeah, Eeth Koth, yeah. And As Morgan. Do you remember him from... The, the very annoying red guy that thinks he owns Hera. Remember him from uh, Rebels? Really annoying voice. Red. Like, like bright red. I think I remember, yeah. Yeah, I remember Eeth Koth because of uh, Galaxy of Heroes. Galaxy of Heroes. So those are some of the famous people that graduated from Narshada High School. Gotcha. High School? <laughs> 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 yeah, but it, it's basically like a big low-life area. For co- some context, I'm pretty sure most of it is owned by the Black Sun and the Huts in combination. There's like kind of a mixed bag of Black Sun space mm-hmm. and Huts. So it's a gangster hangout. Okay, okay. I wish they would expand a little bit more on, at least in canon, like this race and stuff like that but yeah the race of paladuvin uh, or species i guess we can say not really a race but a, a species yeah i'm gonna incorporate that a little bit later on okay. but there isn't really a known home because you know like how the gungans are from naboo, naboo and that's very distinct they they only have ever been from naboo there's not like a settlement elsewhere that's true that doesn't seem to be the case with paladuvin if anything there is no home world quote unquote um, where the species is normally found at least not yet at least not yet and let's be let's be honest they eventually i think they'll find a spot for it or maybe they'll leave it alone who knows yeah yeah but now getting into what Orsing is in canonically her very first appearance josh you already hinted at it Mm -hmm. star wars episode one the phantom menace she appears at the pod race yes she's on that if you're playing lego star wars she's on that little incline ledge that you can go up and get some bonus uh Uh, coins right yeah some yeah yeah yeah. that's kind of crazy i haven't played that game in at least eight years and i know exactly what you're talking about i mean I'm excited <laughs> for the new one. I'm just sad it got postponed I, to 2021. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that is really sad. So after the Phantom Menace, we then see her in some of the Clone Wars episodes. One of them, and probably one of the most uh, famous ones, is her trying to assassinate Padme, I would say. True. 
that's um that's some of the most memorable ones because that's also when we kind of start seeing ahsoka develop her own storyline yeah so i'm kind of a a bias towards it because that being some of my favorite episodes that she's in only because that's when we get to see ahsoka develop more and she uh, i mean i'll state this right now ahsoka is you know growing on me even more and more i don't think she was in my top I, I don't know if she was in my top five favorite characters, but the more I wa- rewatch Clone Wars and, and and take a look at Rebels again, she she keeps growing. But I'm still a little worried about her appearing in The Mandalorian. I'll be honest, still worried about that. I understand. The actress Rosario Dawson is gonna do a, f- a f- fantastic job, I think, because I mean she's been in a bunch of the Marvel stuff as Night Nurse. She's played. A character in the Men in Black, we could call it a trilogy, but actually no, it's not a trilogy. But um, yeah, I think I think she's gonna do a fantastic job. She's been eager. She's she's always she wanted was in to play. Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief. That was uh, she she played Persephone. I'm pretty sure in that, and that's one of my favorite books. So I just gotta gotta plug that real fast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's in Jessica Jones too. Wow. Yeah, that's she was in acclaimed. in she was a. Uh, uh, character that popped in through luke cage through jessica jones she through, actually she, she debuted in daredevil on uh on netflix's shows marvel shows wasn't she the love interest on that one of luke cage yeah actually she kind of was a little bit between like daredevil and it was all over the place but at the at the end before all those shows got canceled she was the love interest of luke cage and then uh, it's it's spoilers. I don't want to spoil anything with that one, uh, but she's a talented actress, and I think she's going to do an amazing job. And she has been eager. She's always she's wanted to play Ahsoka for the longest time. When she was announced that she was coming to season two and season three of the Mandalorian, that she was like so happy, and she they like she tried to like post stuff on social media to get Disney to look at her and and to choose her as the actress, and they ended up doing it. So that's amazing. I'm excited for her. I, I I know this is off on the on a little tangent. I think it's gonna feel weird when we first hear her. I mean, it's not Ashley Eckstein's voice, like exactly. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be this adjustment period, and and it might be almost where, like I highlighted before, you have Obi Wan and Anakin from the movies, and then the TV show, and it almost feels like two separate characters. I'm hoping that's not the case, mm-hmm. but but I have a, a a fear that it could be yeah. now going back to aura where she first kind of gets started and, and where we're about to head with this podcast is in the darth maul comics that's kind of where or the miniseries she first appears in terms of chronological order that's where she first appears yes so i wanted to talk about that a little bit because i think it's it's pretty interesting she met on narshada this is one of the first things that we have on her is that she met with Darth Maul alongside Cad Bane in order I think I think we might have highlighted this and it was about being able to try to win the auction for that Jedi pad one when we talked about the uh, the Darth Maul episode I think it was we we highlighted this that they that they worked together at that point yeah I and think so it was like during the auction, they had like a plan to, to take the Jedi Padawan Katis, and they basically 
successfully captured Cadus, but then got shot down. Afterwards, they stole an Onaka starship, okay. Hondo's Hondo. starship. Oh, Hondo Onaka. And that's how they first got started on getting to know people, or know them. Gotcha. So this ties in the relationship that Hondo and and Aura had, and how Bane and Aura started working together, and, and how she's connected with the Sith. So obviously Maul probably, in, you know, informed... Because this was all plot from Pal Protein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I didn't even realize I said it. I didn't realize I said it even. Oh my. And that's why I started laughing. <laughs> I mean, my my thoughts on what if Aura Singh and, and Cad Bane had some kind of romance? <laughs> no, the romance is with Hondo. We've been over this. The romance is with Hondo, or kind of. I just can't. I can't stop thinking about it. I don't know why. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can we talk about one thing with Aura Singh that I'm like a little bit curious on? Yeah. So you know how she has that antenna out of her head? Yes. So do you have any like facts about that? I thought she was okay. So she could pick in the Clone Wars. We see that she could pick up like frequencies just by using her head, pretty much. So is there any other function that wire and antenna does inside her head i so i actually was very intrigued by the design and how she had that basically uh antenna coming out of her what i found was that the actual like cybernetic is a biocomputer gotcha and so what a biocomputer allows is like an extra sensory data so it kind of allows her to track multiple threats and it helps her line up her shots in in a more accurate function, which is why she was such a deadly sniper, is because it, it it allowed like different calculations, and it gave like that she could be able to tell how much the wind was like kind of building up, you know. So like if there's a breeze, she could like she would be able to understand how much she would have to like. It, it allowed her to calculate, hey. We have a 10 mile per hour wind going this direction. You need to recalculate to take your shot towards this so that way it hits properly. Gotcha. That That's like the only thing I could find on it. It's it's pretty blank. I, I mean, doesn't like Anakin or Ahsoka, somebody cuts off the antenna when they kind of like capture or kind of try to arrest? At, at some point. Yeah. I just don't remember when that occurred. I know it's in the Clone Wars because I can visualize it, but I don't know who's cutting off the antenna. <laughs> Someone cut off my antenna. Could you imagine she strolls into like uh, a cantina? It's like, get me a drink. Oh, what happened to you? I lost my antenna. <laughs> Just like super sad. <laughs> uh, another point. So going on to the Clone Wars, I mean, she trained Boba Fett, as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. She kind of made Boba very emotional, like, not, like, emotional, like, crying-wise, but emotional anger-wise, getting revenge back on Mace Windu and how he planted that, the Mandalorian helmet to blow up the uh, Venator. And also, uh, the, there's a train heist that Boba gets a little yeah. bit... Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this now, Yeah, that she is the reason I don't like Boba. I agree. Because I, I she, agree. she kind of forced him to be obsessed with this revenge that just turns him into this, like, pouty, whiny kid that is so... Like, granted, you feel for him because he lost his dad. 
Yeah. But and then he went to go and try to blow up Mace Windu and when he planted that bomb in his And and that was fine, but then all of a sudden he's like, I just wanted revenge like you know, like it was almost like because she was like, You must go seek this revenge and, and, and like train him that he became this like kind of pouty kid in my eyes and, and I actually skip over those episodes. I, I really do. I, I don't like Boba in the the T V show um in, in the Clone Wars and so and I attribute that to Aura. Yeah. Like I've talked about in season one, I thought it'd be really cool if they had Boba finally kind of mature, act like he was in the original trilogy, and like shoot off or kind of kill Cad Bane with the where Cad shoots mm. the dent in his helmet, and then Boba gets the last shot and t- kind of taking over Cad Bane's mantle as we talked about in hit and Cad Bane's episode in season one. I still stand by that my Cad Cad Bane thoughts. I'll, I, I'll be I know <laughs> it, it hasn't changed from season one to season two. Has not changed from season one to season two. I might have changed, but my opinions have not. Yeah. Let's move on. I mean, okay. So, is there anything about like legends or saying because I know her cameo in episode one, The Phantom Menace, a lot of fans like knew her from either comics or or some of the the books was she in any legends media per se well i wanted to highlight one more thing about okay. her interaction and and why she was in episode one the phantom menace that's the question i was asking so so she appeared there and, and this is all canon in order to shoot and kill one of the pod racers ah. who was it it was okay. So this is why I, I don't remember this guy, which is why I'm very confused, and that's why I'm, I'm hoping maybe you can remember him. Okay. His name is Neva Key. Neva Key. Yeah, I'll let you look him up real fast. He was the guy that like flew off the course in order to find a shortcut and was never seen from again, and then all of a sudden his pod racer was gone. And that was Orasing's job, was to steal the pod racer slash kill him if you needed to for her like contract. It kind of looks like a velociraptor. I don't even know how to describe. Yeah, velociraptor. I don't remember him from episode one, which is why I'm so confused. I think it's it's probably a background character. I think Steven Spielberg, you know, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's are buddies, and I think. That since Spielberg did Jurassic Park, you know, they had E.T. in the, the Senate room. And I think this is like a call to the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park. But it looks like a, it looks like a Saboba and a Velociraptor mixed together. <laughs> it does. It's so, oh my gosh. Listener out there, please look this up. Neva Key. Please tell us if you remember him from episode one. I'm going to have to watch this tonight to figure out this out. It's N- so I don't recall seeing him at all. E-V-A-K-E-E. Neva Key. Yeah. Ne- Neva Key. Please let us know if you remember seeing Neva Key in episode... You know what, Josh? I think what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to make a special on Neva Key at okay. some point. That's fine. I mean... <laughs> the, the, the disappearance of Neva Key... <laughs> I guess we'll have to do it. The whole reason why she was hired was because he didn't share some of like custom modifications to his pod racer, and so she was hired. She must have had like slowed time getting getting bounties or something if 
she's resulting in making Neva Key disappear to figure out the customization secrets of his pod racer. She must have really fallen on some hard times. <laughs> Desperate for jobs. I mean, like, Desperate thinking jobs. about it, Asajj Ventress had more jobs than Aura Singh, I mean, like, more prominent and perspective jobs than shooting I new forget that. Neva Key for some, from, for some parts and upgrades that I have no to idea. It's... <laughs> It's so weird. It's a very weird... It's a weird tidbit to include, especially when it's not, like... It, it would have been one thing if they, like, showed in episode one. They're like, this is Neva Key. He's expected to, you know, play second or something. Like, he's, he has the second best odds. Where did he go? He disappeared. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. She just appears at one point and then disappears, and then they created this story off of it. It could have been announced in, in the hot language... And that's why we couldn't uh, understand it. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. My bad, my bad. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm like thinking about it. Aura Singh is just going down and down. Like, you know, at least I, I held her like above like the bottom bounty hunters. But now from this yeah. episode and talking about her, I'm like, uh, yeah, she, it, it, she's, she's creeping down. What's really weird is she doesn't seem to be this like prominent figure all of her missions are unsuccessful unless she's working with cad bane so what cad does that bane tell is you the best in the clone wars cad bane is the best no not in the clone wars he's the best bounty <laughs> hunter you just proved my point thank you so much sir you're welcome <laughs> what's crazy though is that she's noted as being one of the most powerful and ruthless bounty hunters and we see that with her death for those of you that don't recall uh, she died at the hands of Tobias Beckett, and that is Solo, Josh, yes, your favorite. Yes, Okay, um, okay, and- let's get this straight. I mean, Beckett, is it's he's a good character, but at the same time, he got outsmarted by a, a rookie kid, so- Han Solo, right out of his, uh, right at the start of his career. So, like... The Force. The, the Force, yeah, the Force the, the is force. in play. But like, <laughs> the Force, the Force is in play. The, the one of the one of the most ruthless bounty hunters in the Clone Wars era gets killed by Beckett, who gets outsmarted a, a by a kid. Like, come on, Ugh. like usually I'm liking this. Josh. I think we just we don't need any more bounty hunters. I think that has been clear from this episode. I like Mando. We don't need any. I like Mando, but at least <laughs> at least give them a good storyline. Really, really. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm crying. I'm crying. I haven't seen you this frustrated on the podcast yet. I'm just, you know what? And, and before Usually I, I, I rant. I had high hopes for for Aura Singh in this episode. I'm like, this oh, episode, you know, you, you were know so excited to talk about her. At I'm kidding. <laughs> and I'm like, and we're talking about her now. I'm like, this is the stupidest, stupidest things I've ever heard out of Star Wars. <laughs> Even more than maybe Jar Jar. I, I might even be more of a fan than Jar Jar. Hey, no. And, hey, no. I'm, okay, let me... Just remember. <laughs> wait, just re- just remember. The Ursos almost died during Order 66, and then the droids magically shut off. So remember that. Just remember that. You, usually I'm very positive, but only this this episode and this character. They just... Oh they should have done a better job. And... I'm crying. I, I literally have tears in my eyes right now. I don't know. 
I just uh, don't know. Again, you're every every listener out there, every Padawan out there, you are witnessing history as this way, is you, the first the first rant of Josh in the podcast. I mean, you you can disagree with me. I'm I am a hundred percent down with you disagreeing with me, and if you are, feel free to reach out to me and 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 talk. But I just talking about her and like all this stuff, like if she's well known and and like a well known bounty hunter. Almost with Cad Bane, like in the caliber of working with Cad Bane and Dangar and, and young Boba Fett, like there had to be some kind of, uh, of better storytelling with her story. It's just, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> like, like I said, I think it's all because I think she gets such high remarks because she works with Cad. She was on Cad Bane's team on multiple occasions. And yeah, she's a great sniper shot because she has that you know bio computer that helps her but when it comes to like it, it seemed like she needed cad bane's planning and his wits in order to execute which is actually kind of interesting to me true true how does she build i mean okay she she worked with cad bane maybe that's what built her reputation but at the same time like she ends up taking the slave one boba i mean Bo, boba is owns the slave one because his, his Django fed died but, like, how does she go and, like, onto her own... Cr- I don't know. Maybe there has to be some kind of fill right there. Like, that's what... This is amazing. Th- that's what needs to this happen. Is a, this is amazing. That's what needs to happen. Because, <laughs> you know, there has to be some kind of origin with how Aura Singh meets Boba. Like, you can't just throw it in there saying, oh, yeah, Boba and Aura Singh are... So... I, it is worth noting that she did have prior engagements along with Bane to with Jango Jango Fett. And and so I think that that's where she felt the need to bring up the kid a little bit. At the same time, but I, you know what? It, it, you know, we like to leave stuff to the imagination, but in this case, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to uh, it's hard to see how this relationship like progressed because again, in Clone Wars, I mean, you even said it, Matt. She's not the best role model, and I guess that's what turned Boba Fett no. into the Boba Fett. But uh, it's just so Josh, bad. Josh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cringe you even more. Please don't. Are you ready for this? Yeah, let's let's do that. I'm, I, you know what? Just just lay it on. Just lay it on. So originally, Orsing was a sketch for a character fill during the pod racing sequence. Okay, that was like the original use of it. You know what the sketch was labeled as? What? Babe Fett. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> instead of going, instead of, you know. Okay, to be fair, that was the, that was like the sketch. That was the sketch. So I think the idea was that it was going to be a love interest of Django Fett, potentially. Yes. It, which it could have been. Um, Actually, I would like it, to. Which it could have been. I, I would like to see that. You know what? I'd like to see that because that would make more sense to Boba Fett and Orsing's story and how it progressed to their relationship. Orsing was the kind of the mom role model, even though, you know, it's not the best mom role model. But like that would make sense. That would make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I love this. I, I love this. I just, I, I'm glad that we're. I'm glad we're back for season two. We would not have gotten this this emotion, this raw, untamed emotion that we're getting out of Josh today. I, I, oh, I, I could it be just because fantastic. of the lack of sleep? 
or the busy it's, day that no, I had. Embrace it. <laughs> embrace it. Embrace just, it. <laughs> usually I, I'm, I'm neutral, but when talking about her and like researching her, there's it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it does. You're right. You are right. I would have liked. I would have liked to see. I would like to have seen Jango Fett and Orisin kind of have this romantic relationship where Boba Fett kind of is is like the son to Orisin. That would have been. That would have made mo- much more sense than anything mm-hmm. else. But you know what? I agree. Oh well. I just what, can't, are we, I can't, what are you gonna do about it? Okay, we got to end this episode. We got to end the episode. I'm, I'm ready to be We got to end the episode. Josh, Josh, you want to know who we're reviewing? I'm sorry, I can't help it. Uh, please. <laughs> or a thing. Uh, Josh, do you want to know who we're reviewing next week? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. You, you're ready for I'm, it? I'm ready. We're taking a look at Wedge Antilles, and we have a very special surprise for you guys. And you guys are going to have to tune in next week to find out what those surprises are. I'm going to be honest. There's two of them. There are two surprises. So get ready for them. Until then, make sure to... I'm still laughing about this over the same thing, dude. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Wannabe Jedi Podcast and on Twitter at Wannabe Jedi Cast. Until then, stop thinking about Aura Singh and go watch some Star Wars. We'll see you guys all next week. May the Force be with you all. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or a flippin' sing. <laughs> <laughs>